Good morning and welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. It's the 11th of January, less than 10 days until the inauguration of President-elect Biden. Whether he is the 46th president or the 47th president is to be determined, of course. Uh, The reason I mention that is that today the Speaker of the House, uh, Pelosi, has or will be passing, or attempting to pass, rather, uh, with unanimous consent, meaning that if a single Republican stands up against uh, the mob, and we'll be talking about that in just a minute, um, and and does, disagrees with the unanimous consent, consent, she is proposing to pass a unanimous consent uh, uh, resolution to send to the vice president saying that if you do not invoke the 25th Amendment with you and a majority of the cabinet members, uh, we will begin impeachment proceedings of the president. So you have this threat. You have uh, a currently majority leader, and he's only majority leader because it's a 50-50 tie, and Vice President Pence holds the tiebreaker. So uh, for now, uh, McConnell is the majority leader. Um, Has said that that any impeachment will not start until after the president is out of office. And of course, that brings up a couple issues. One is, is, Does the Chief Justice then preside at an impeachment hearing because he's no longer a sitting president? And according to the Constitution, that is when the Chief Justice provi- presides. Otherwise, it would be the uh, President Pro Tem, which would be actually it would be the, uh, the the Vice President would sit, I believe, uh, over the chamber unless it's the President of the United States and it's the Chief Justice. But uh, it, so it would likely not be Justice Roberts um, if it starts after the president is out. Now, why impeach him if he's already gone? Of course, the Democrats' main purpose is that they want Trump out of the picture completely. They're terrified of him running in 2024, as are, by the way, the, the D.C. Swamp Republicans, because they know that if he is or eligible to run, which he would not be under if he was impeached, that there's no point in any other Republican trying to run because uh, the majority of of uh, Republicans at this moment, and really that's when fundraising begins for 2024. Sad, isn't it? Um. There's not anybody that can compete. Trump has a ready-made base of 70 to 80 million people that are are going to vote for him. And so um, whether or not he's impeached or not, I uh, brought up in the previous podcast uh, how the Republicans could use the 25th Amendment to their advantage. Of course, 
with using the 25th Amendment that way, unless uh, uh, a President Pence was very careful, could end up with him being impeached and him not being eligible for a future office. And he is much younger than the president and is much more of a politician. Uh, so that would be a factor. Um, I want to talk, uh, spend the rest of my time talking. And so we're going to just take a little bit of a pause here. Um, we'll talk a little bit first about what happened. You know, we had, um, I mean, if you go into, uh, read some of the, uh, uh, You know, we always think that the left has a corner on the market of conspiracy theories. Well, that's not true. You've got people on the right that that actually believe that that there that there is well, let's hope it doesn't happen that that the military is going to stand up is going to prevent Biden from being elect Biden Biden from being sworn in that there's going to be a uh, that it were special forces that uh, that broke in to the Capitol disguised as Trump supporters that stole uh, laptops and such that had critical information on them. Um, thing is, is it, you know, is that outside the realm of possibility? You never know. Um, of course, we know that there's going to be this huge outage. So how many people, you probably need to download it pretty quick, although even if you download it, I don't know if you can still listen to it or not. Uh, but anyway, um, a lot of things that are, are really ramping up really quick. Uh, there's the uh, parlor outage. Um, a friend of mine who deals with uh, uh, commercial stuff uh, pointed out that there's a pretty significant antitrust uh, legal issues with, with Twitter and Facebook uh, um, banning the president and other conservatives and the fact that Amazon has, has uh, breached their contract with parlor and, and closed their servers to them. Parlor's out. Parlor, uh, parlor will be back probably sometime today, Monday, uh, the 11th. However, uh, parlor, uh, app is no longer available in the Google store or the Apple store. And the reason why it's not available is because it is unlike Facebook, unlike Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, etc. Parler is a true free speech platform. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, others are censoring platforms, publishers, sorry, publishers, meaning that they pick and choose what is allowed for the billions who subscribe to see and read. In reality, they should no longer, because of their actions, be covered under Section 230 of the, uh, the FCC Code. But Google and Apple have chosen not to... Uh, uh, carry the app because Parler it has been the refuge of those whose speech has been censored. Um, can anybody go to Parler? Absolutely. Well, you can't right now because it's down. But 
Liberals aren't banned off of Facebook. Liberals can say anything they want. Madonna, you know, at the day of the inauguration of President Trump said that should, someone should blow up the White House. She wasn't banned from Twitter or Facebook. Maxine Waters was very public about how Republican uh, cabinet officials and members of Congress should be harassed in public. She wasn't banned from Facebook. And the list goes on. I mean, there are hundreds of instances where Democrats have condoned violence against conservatives and silence. But we're going to get to the real reason why here right after the break. And so I'll be right back. Okay, and so we're back. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, as I said previously, about what happened at the Capitol and what we're experiencing. Um, For 100 plus years, people have referred to our nation as a democracy. I have mentioned previous times, many times, both in the blog um, and on the podcast, I believe, that the founders loathed democracy. And last Wednesday, you can see why. What happened Wednesday was in reality a pure expression of democracy. And it turns out that Democrats are not so fond of it when it's used against them. Am I condoning what happened at the Capitol? Absolutely not. Violence um, has its place, but can we just acknowledge something here? I mean, let, can, we, can we be honest and acknowledge something here? There was maybe, there were hundreds of thousands of Trump supporters in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday. If they really had wanted to take the Capitol building and to follow through using the terms that the left or that the Democrats, I should be careful and just call them Democrats, that the Democrats are using to describe what happened, insurrection, sedition, treason, and some on uh, Republicans too, actually many Republicans, a lot of them wimped out uh, because of what happened, because they're afraid of it too. Can, can can we just be cl- understand that 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 would not have ended Wednesday night with a curfew had those tr- terms insurrection sedition treason been actually in play this would not have ended Wednesday night and with five deaths and maybe thousands of dollars in damage. It would not have. 
if those terms truly applied, there would have been thousands of deaths. There would have been millions of dollars in damages to the Capitol building. Why is it that when of, uh, less than 10% of the Black Lives Matter protests turned into violent vandalism, looting, etc. We were instructed to separate those that were actually committing the crimes from the movement. But here you had a case where you may have had as many as a million people as part of this protest. And if you had 10%, which you didn't, involved in crashing the Capitol, there's no way you could have had that many because there wouldn't have been that many people could fit in it. But just using the, the Black Lives Matter formula where we don't blame the movement, we blame the individuals. So why aren't we blaming the individuals for what happened? Why is it that hundreds of thousands of people who heard Rudy and Trump's son speak did not choose to follow the secret code? And why are they painted with the same brush and now being fired from their jobs? or suspended just for being at a rally. Not for being anywhere near the Capitol. But if they were there at the rally, people are losing their jobs just for being at the rally. But back to the original point. The founders loathed what happened Wednesday and yet what happened Wednesday was just a glimpse of what democracy really looks like. We've been playing word games for years. We've equated the United States with its Republican form of government where the minority is respected, and I don't mean minority of race or 
identity group, but the minority voice is respected. We've equated that with democracy. And so we've sold a false image all around the world. We've assumed that that that's what was in play. But in reality, our Republican form of government, and it's little r, just like when I say democracy, I, it's little d, It was the Republican form of government that was stopping this from happening. It was the Republican form of government that was allowing for the people transition, a peaceful transition of power. It was the Republican form of government that protected the minority voice. Senator Manchin, Democrat from West Virginia, is trying to straddle the fence now. He he said that he would be, you know, wish he no on statehood for Puerto Rico, no on statehood for D.C. By the way, you know, I posted on Facebook that a question as to whether or not uh, there would be a require a constitutional amendment for uh, the District of Columbia to gain statehood. I believe that there is. No one commented on it except to say that they didn't know. Um, my reading of the Constitution is that it would require a constitutional amendment because the district was set up by the Constitution uh, as not a state. But I, uh, that detracts. Um, the Constitution was set up with barriers to prevent mob rule. The first barrier was that that states had rights in the ninth and tenth well in the ninth and tenth amendments that states had rights. That barrier was crushed with the Civil War. Uh, not to not to exclude, by the way, secession. Um, anytime you talk secession now, people assume that you're talking, you know, they equate you with the South and the Confederacy. Today, people talk secession like, no, we actually want to follow the Constitution, not what you're doing. And then came the loss of the Senate. The Senate was supposed to represent the state legislatures, not the people. It's taken a hundred years, uh, but finally the Senate has just become an insulated version of the House. Insulated because its members do not have to face immediate wrath for their votes, like the House does every two years. Put it a different way. In the vote regarding the Electoral College certifications, 
the state senators of Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Arizona who ostensibly answer to the state legislatures may have voted against the certification of their own states because the state legislatures of those states have certain questions. And if those senators had been had gone back to their states, if the sta- senators of all states had to answer to the state legislatures rather than to the people, I think we would have had a far different outcome on January 6th. But that Federalist barrier is gone, a barrier to prevent mob rule. What you're seeing now, because democracy in its pure form, which is why it has killed itself every time, has no respect for the minority voice. What we saw over the summer is a very vocal minority exercising itself and causing a a majority to kowtow to it. But yet when it's done by the other side, without billions of dollars in damage, without excessive loss of life, it's called insurrection. But in reality, it was nothing more than democracy in action. And at that one location, there were more wolves than sheep. As we go forward, we will see what happens. Am I advocating for violence? Boy, I hope that we don't have violence. I hope and pray that things don't come to violence. But honestly, especially since the incoming administration has no desire because they won, to to um, moderate or compromise. We'll see democracy rule and all of its evils. It's the Snake River Lib. 
and I hope that you have a good day. And believe me, nothing would make me feel better than to be wrong. <laughs>